Leeds in West Yorkshire, the county's largest city and home to almost a million people. It's also home to one of the largest hospital trusts in the country, the Leeds Teaching Hospitals. Hello, my name's Liz Whitaker. I'm a broadcaster, journalist and a resident of Yorkshire. And over the next four weeks, I'm going to take you on a journey behind the scenes as I'm invited into the hospitals that are saving lives, developing the next generation of medical professionals and pushing the boundaries of modern medicine. We're going to tour busy wards, discover incredible technology and meet the staff that are making a difference to patients across the county and country on a daily basis. Welcome to Vital Signs, leading lights in Leeds hospitals. In this episode, it's all about major trauma. I was invited to spend a day at the Major Trauma Centre, or MTC, as it celebrates its 10-year anniversary to meet the staff and see how they work. In the 10 years since it opened, it's become the country's second busiest MTC. Your work becomes your family and I think like family there's days where yes we all love each other, we don't necessarily like each other but we all get on <laughs> very much like a family. <laughs> this is Jackie Moorhead. She's the lead major trauma specialist nurse on the dedicated major trauma ward L10. Before I became a nurse I wanted to join the Royal Shakespeare Company and go and recite Macbeth somewhere on stage so that's, that's maybe what I would have done if I hadn't done this. <laughs> Still time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so nothing really related to nursing at all. <laughs> In the world of medical emergencies, major trauma is a term that carries immense weight. It refers to life-threatening and life-altering injuries caused by head trauma, chest injuries, abdominal damage and fractures. More than half of the major trauma cases in the UK are caused by either road traffic collisions or falls. They happen unexpectedly and at any time of day or night, and the consequences can be truly catastrophic. Makes a good noise, doesn't it? Friday, Saturday, Sundays tend to be quite busy. It can tail off a little bit sort of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and then start to get a little busier coming towards the weekends. But again, it really just depends on what people are doing. Usually pretty much at capacity, especially summertime is actually our busiest time of year. So coming into these summer months. Outdoor activities is the big number one. Cyclists, motorcyclists, things like that. People are out enjoying themselves, partying a bit more. You know, we get a lot of DIY injuries as well. People falling off ladders, off the roofs, they're cleaning out their gutters, they're spring cleaning at home, they're falling out of their loft roofs. There's lots of that. What sets this centre apart is its unique under-one-roof approach to patient care. As the first major multi-site hospital in the UK to adopt this model, I was so impressed by the seamless experience that's been created for patients and staff. There's no more running around to different locations for different services. Here, everything you need is conveniently located on a single site. So that's the noise of the bleeper. Once, when we get a trauma call, it will actually activate a voice command and let's say adult trauma call to LGI resource. So that is our 10 minute pre-alert to go to resource. There's yourselves, there's an orthopaedic and a vascular registrar as well as an anaesthetic doctor as well, whoever's carrying the bleep. 
so there'll be the any team will already be present so it'll be the any consultant and usually a reg as well as the any nurses that'll be there and then us and the specialty registrars there's a triage tool so it's whatever the pre-hospital team determine it comes through as a major trauma so that's usually your falls over a meter um, fall downstairs any vehicle incidents especially those um, involving a death in the same compartment um, they're pretty red flag traumas Nick Kanakaris is an orthopaedics consultant, a lover of Top Gun and the head honcho or clinical lead of the Leeds Major Trauma Centre. He took some time out of a busy schedule to give me a tour of the building. Hi, good morning. Hi, Hi, nice to see you. So this is now the ground floor. Where is uh, the emergency department? So the ambulance will arrive, the entrance of the ambulance is just uh, behind that door and they are pushed in. And then uh, there are clocks because time is of essence, so the team will be here waiting for the patient to arrive because we are pre-alerted. We put stickers, who is what, so we have certain roles. There is one leader in every trauma call, we call it. Everybody knows what they're going to be doing and uh, when the patient arrives, the leader takes the handover from the ambulance and the others start doing things and then he coordinates the immediate response. So within the first 10-15 minutes we have uh, control of the patient hopefully and then uh, we push the patient for diagnostics for a CT scanner usually which is next door. The Jubilee wing of Leeds General Infirmary was meticulously designed to connect crucial medical areas and resources. Eight floors up on the rooftop There's a helipad which is ready and waiting to receive patients in critical condition. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get up there for obvious reasons. But the really clever part is there's a special lift that moves patients down from the roof all the way to the ground floor, bypassing the rest of the hospital, because time is one thing that major trauma cases need as much of as possible. But now there are a lot of measures taken even from the ambulance phase that the patient is temporarily at least stabilized. Blood products have started usually even from then or immediately we have the rapid transfusing machines that they can give, you know, what the patient is losing very fast. Within minutes they can have, you know, their whole blood volume replaced, even more. So it's nothing uh, phrenic. Don't imagine that, oh, it's like a catastrophe. But time is important to be not wasted for the next step. There are 16 adult theatres here, of all specialties. I was shown around five dedicated trauma theatres that are there to ensure that if you need urgent surgical intervention, you get it straight away. This means waiting times are reduced, flexibility is increased, and major incidents are handled with ease, which gives patients the best possible care without making them wait longer than necessary. Once a patient's stable it's onto the MTC ward. The face of trauma is slightly changing in that, it, like I said, it used to be a young person's disease, but now we're seeing much more older people come through as everybody's living longer and with m- much more like comorbidities with them. We are seeing the population shift from trauma happening to young people as to multiple injuries in older um, age group. It can be very tough. Um, my team of specialist nurses, because we attend the resource calls into A&E. We're seeing patients when they come in at the very worst, so we're seeing them at the very acute end of things. 
just immediately after they've had their incident. So for my team, it can be very harrowing, the things that we see and the things that we deal with. It's not just doctors and nurses that keep the ward running. As I found out, what really makes the difference is that every member of staff supports the patient's journey. Good afternoon, Elton Walkler. Can we help? This is Jacqueline. She's one of L10's ward clerks. Uh, right, so I'm running the ward. <laughs> no. She's not wrong. <laughs> no. So uh, I'm responsible for all the admissions and discharges, you know, all the paperwork filings. <laughs> but it's a massive help because we have to book all the discharge appointments for our patients as well, everything, all our aftercare and follow-up. So Jacqueline is a massive help in that. Yeah, and obviously answer all the phone calls because these phones are non-stop. <laughs> yeah. I quite enjoying that every day is a bit different as well. Obviously, we have a new patients and we have uh, all the families and everything. So every case is a bit different as well. So yeah. And you work with some fantastic colleagues. I mean, come on. Oh, as well, yes. <laughs> as well. Of one big happy family. Team teamwork <laughs> make a dream work. Yeah. You'll notice that none of the patients, the bays and the beds are visible from the corridors. Everybody's behind closed doors. So all our bed, all our bays and the patients are in behind the doors. And then obviously we have our ward kitchen and then our first nurse's station. So this is Brandy and she's one of our healthcare staff. <laughs> He's been here, how many years have you been here now? Um, nearly nine. Nearly nine years. So right from whenever, very near from the beginning of whenever Leeds became an MTC. Yeah. One of the OGs. Was about a year after, I think. Just about a year. Do you enjoy it? Yeah, I do. I think that's probably part of the reason why I've stayed on here for so long, because it's interesting. Please. I'm Carla, I'm a nurse associate, and I'm currently doing my medications. Fabulous. Is yeah. this lunchtime medication started now? Yeah, lunchtime medications. The uh, morning ones actually went through quite smoothly, so I'm getting a head start. <laughs> Good. The severity of the injury determines the specific skills required and the trauma teams are made up of a lot of specialists. You'll see various teams of speciality doctors as you, as you go past because we're multiple, multiple injuries. We treat multiple injuries with multiple speciality teams. So very varied. We could see ENT, plastics, vascular doctors. We could even have some teams over from St James's like urology and general surgery. Surgeons, nurses, anaesthetists, porters and many more professionals are all working alongside one another, bringing their expertise and experience to the table when it's needed to give the best possible care for patients in critical condition. Matt Smith is a consultant in rehabilitation medicine. He works closely with trauma surgeons and specialists from various surgical fields assessing the life-changing disabilities individuals might suffer following an accident. Matt's job is to take charge of coordinating comprehensive plans for his patients, ensuring their needs are addressed in the short, medium and long term after their injuries have been treated. It's a tough and complex job. Major trauma doesn't happen to a random cross-section of the population. It predominant, you know, it has a, a predisposition for affecting people who have 
frailty needs. You know, we work alongside the orthogeriatricians on the wards, people who have substance um, dependence needs, people that have housing challenge, you know, lots of social kind of needs. So there, it's, a, it's a incredibly, you know, no, no day is the same. It's a really interesting place to work. And when we train people, I'm the training program director for rehab medicine across the region. And we really train our doctors to have skills to assess function regardless of diagnosis. So we're not a, you know, an organ specific based profession. We're not a pathology based, but it's, it's moving beyond that to assess function. Uh, you know, it's looking at what impairments people have, how that impacts on their ability to perform activities, where they are in society, how they, you know, what their networks are, yeah. what they participate in, what their employment is or education, family, you know, community kind of where they sit in that, what they are like as an individual, um, you know, what's their values, what's their, um, what's their goals, what's their life like. It's very unstructured and deliberately kept very unstructured in order that we can flexibly address people with a really diverse range of needs. People who work here just kind of relish that kind of work, really. It's, it's, uh, it's quite unique. So my name's Diane Armstrong. I'm the Head of Nursing for Trauma and Related Clinical Service Unit, which the Major Trauma Centre comes under. I caught up with Diane when she was on her break. She's in charge of all the logistics associated with a busy major trauma centre. She makes sure everything runs smoothly and that patients are getting what they need when they need it. So I troubleshoot and make sure everything's happening as should. And then longer term, I'm about the strategy of how we bring nurses in, our recruitment, our retention, how we safely staff our ward, are our levels correct for the ward? And if not, what do we need to do? Every day is different. Um, you never know what you're going to get. The difference you can make from the most simple case to the most extreme life-changing case. Every single day you come in, there's something new. There's something new to learn. You meet someone new. It's really challenging, but I absolutely love it. Wouldn't do anything else. People love MTC. It's a very, um, you either love it or not because it's, it is super challenging. You're dealing with people in their most vulnerable times. So it is a really challenging role and it's not for everyone, but those people who love it um, will love it forever. What's even more impressive is that Diane is one of six original members of staff who worked on the ward when it first opened a decade ago. When we started, we had three patients when we opened on day one, more staff than patients. And we, none of us really knew how it was going to work and if it would work but you know what we've achieved 10 years down to be the second um, busiest in the country. I've had the opportunity to go to lots of other major trauma centres within my role and I'm just so proud of, of how seamless our pathway is and I was talking earlier about the trauma specialist nurses, ED, you know radiology theatres. We work so well together as such a huge team and I think that's something we should all be really proud of because we all have competing priorities and challenges every single day but we all come together to put the patient first which makes me really proud. It's the like swans, it's calm on the surface but legs are pedalling underneath the, the water but that's, that's how most services run isn't it? The air of calm, tranquility, all the work's happening behind the scenes. There's a difference I suppose between that appearance of calm um, and when things aren't calm but you have to appear calm anyway 
Um, and the ward's always busy. Don't get me wrong, the ward's always busy. Um, but yeah, certainly whenever you're in with the patients, you don't want to give the impression that you're not in control of the situation. My name's Alex, I'm the sister on L10. Doing a med round, so just checking on all my patients, mainly pain relief, um, and then blood thinners on an evening mainly. Um, just making sure they've got everything on board, especially pain relief being a trauma ward. Um, and also like laxatives and things with um, painkillers that can just cause that. So just making sure they've got everything they need really. How many rounds a day of meds? Uh, so on? there's four, but day team do three and then the night team do one and they'll do IVs in the morning just to make sure everything's set up for morning. I'd say like you want to make sure it's the right patient, right time, right dose, all of that. And then it's about then going back and checking with uh, the medical team as well that, you know, if you need anything re-prescribing or, and that, you know, it's the right dose and everything else for, for the patient. We're a very tight-knit team here on Trauma because we have to be. We work across so many different specialities and with so many different teams that if we didn't all work collaboratively together, then we would be missing so much. And our patients are a very, very distinct group of that sort of multiply injured, life-changing injuries. So we have to work really well with our therapy teams because we have to recover people. It's part of our, part of our gold standard care. It's part of the government's initiative. They want to make sure that people are back out to work. First office here on your left is where the physiotherapists and the occupational therapists are. Nice little, you know, hub of activity. I'm Liz Warmby, I'm the lead physio for the Major Trauma Centre here at Leeds. I'm Emma, I'm one of the, well, I'm the lead occupational therapist for the Major Trauma Service here as well. What I discovered is that occupational therapists and physiotherapists are the dynamic duo of rehabilitation. Together they empower patients to get back their independence, overcome physical challenges, but most importantly, reclaim their lives after a life-changing accident. OTs, as they're known in the hospital, focus on daily living skills and activities, while physios work on movement and function. So historically physios wear blue, OTs wear green, and so we, we call ourselves Team Turquoise because effectively we are such a collaborative team and we have such a shared outcome and desire to work collaboratively so we can improve patient outcomes basically. It helps patients progress faster, um, they, get, they get to their goals quicker probably, yeah, and it actually our work makes our jobs easier. Uh, yeah. there's, the, there's a lot of blurred lines with physio and OT where we both will look at similar things, maybe from a different aspect, but actually our goals are very much the same. And everyone wants a buddy. Everyone wants yeah. to bounce ideas off someone that really gets your job role. So I really understand what Liz is looking at and Liz really understands what my role is. And just to be able to even push people in the right direction when they're feeling a bit lost or just getting that peer support is yeah. really lovely when you're witnessing patients going through some really tough times, being able to have that aftercare really and that just chat afterwards to mm. say, how are you feeling? Are you feeling okay? It's really lovely to have that in someone in a, of another profession, I think. I, I've been on Major Trauma since the very start, so I'm one of the originals. Not many of us left. Um, and Emma, when do you came in? I'm half, so five years five I've been years. working here. And I think, but we've definitely worked then completely together for the last three. 
We're very privileged that we're ward-based, so we're not pulled off to lots of different wards. We get to spend a lot of time with the same people yeah. on the same ward, which is why I think our, we are, it is a family on the yeah. Maidstrom Centre, it is one big family, and I think people feel that as they come yeah. in, whereas a lot of um, pay, like a lot of other teams maybe dip in and out mm. of very several different wards who don't get that continuity or that to be able to build those mm. friendships really, which I think is what's happening here. Yeah. I think the pre-COVID, we were able to do more with as a yeah. ward. So there'd be Prof G does a big ball at Christmas and there was, we always just have a Christmas award Christmas do and other nights and things. But I think COVID obviously put a stop to that. And it's something that is coming back in. There's been, there's been a couple of nights, I think, but it's certainly something that we would <laughs> happily go to. <laughs> and get involved in Actively encourage. Yeah, yeah. What's becoming more and more apparent, even in trauma centres, is the focus not just on a patient's physical health after an accident, but their mental health as well. Physical rehabilitation is obviously crucial, but the impact of traumatic events goes way beyond just the body. Patients can be left in a really bad place mentally. Louise's role is to guide them through the emotional aftermath of trauma. She helps them rebuild their mental health. I think the thing about having um, significant accidents and sustaining various injuries is that people never expect them. So it's that unexpectedness, I suppose, of having an accident and finding yourself suddenly with a life-changing injury that means that your normal day-to-day activities has been hugely impacted. And because there's no way of predicting or planning for that, that people are often faced with very difficult emotions that they can't plan for or predict for and sometimes find that those emotions catch them off guard. Often people report that they maybe experience flashbacks or nightmares or intrusive thoughts to what's happened. Um, Often there's a great deal of anxiety and uncertainty about the future and the prognosis and what this might mean for people. Um, Sometimes, understandably, people feel incredibly sad and low in mood, um, all of which are are totally understandable emotions given what's happened to them in, in the accident. So lots of different feelings that people have, none of which we see as being anything um, unusual, but I suppose to a patient that often does feel quite unusual because they weren't expecting that and for them it feels quite uncomfortable. I absolutely love my job um, and it's a privilege to work with patients on this ward and indeed the staff team. We have a hugely um, valuable and experienced group of professionals who support patients and I suppose one of the reasons why I love it is that no two days of my job are ever the same. It's always unique, it's always different, it's interesting um, and I'm always finding that I'm learning in the job um, and learning from patients as well as from my um, colleagues who are really experienced in what they do. What we do matters Um, and it doesn't just matter on an individual level you know when we help one single patient it's you know nobody's ever in isolation it's not just that one person that you see in front of you in the bed it's whoever else's lives that's involved with that one person so it's the other members of the family it's the wider community as well and that's really what it comes down to you know We get a lot of satisfaction about seeing the progress that our patients make when they come in and they're multiply injured and they're essentially bed bound and watching the progress then so as they get through their journey closer to home, watching them then get back to what's more normal for them, watching them integrate again with their family, with their friends, being able to get back to what their normal life is. I think just to be able to put that all 
into context is really important. Like I said, at the end of a very difficult week, you think, have I actually made a difference? But it's all those subtle things, it's those little conversations that you have with people. In the meantime, it's the small ways that maybe you don't realise, but that actually make the biggest difference to the patients. In 2014, one year after the MTC opened in Leeds, Day One Trauma Support was created. It's a pioneering charitable organisation and it's dedicated to providing assistance to trauma survivors and their families. It's a really groundbreaking service that I'd never heard of before spending a day on the ward. I'm Marianne Wadsworth. Um, I'm the Day One Trauma Support Worker um, here at the um, Leeds Major Trauma Centre. Through Day One Trauma Support, patients get crucial financial aid and legal guidance, helping them work through perhaps their temporary inability to work or find support for the circumstances they've now found themselves in. We also offer peer support and that's a huge part of Day One um, as a service. So, for instance, I've just been supporting um, a patient up on one of the other wards, on, on one of the wards that, that had um, um, an amputation. Um, and we've had patients with lived experience that have recovered um, that can offer advice from, from that lived experience perspective. So we, we do offer that and we link patients up with, with people that have experienced a similar accident or a similar injury um, so they can really talk about how it is for them from, from that patient perspective and that's so, so valuable. As my day on the ward was coming to an end, one of my key thoughts was that it's often the small details that have the biggest impact. It's those thoughtful gestures, the extra mile taken, and the attention to small details that can really transform someone's recovery journey. This is something that the Leeds MTC does every day. We've got a patient on ward at the moment, um, an elderly gentleman, um, and we realised through chatting with him, um, each of us, um, that he had a cat at home. It came out that he had a cat at home and there's nobody else um, to look after the animal at home. So we've been really working together to make sure, one, um, the hospital um, social work team know about the animal welfare issues, but actually I've called past his property and fed the cat. So, so we know that that cat's getting fed, so it could be something so, um, so important as making sure that his cat's there for him when he gets home and reassuring him while he's on ward because he was feeling rather agitated and upset, which you would if you're an animal lover, um, that actually is, is my cat going to be okay while I'm here? So we'd, we'd really come together um, and have a little rotor, who's driving past today, who can leave some cat food out? They're such a good team, we're such a good team. Um, we all really respect um, the experience and expertise that each level um, of, of the, the team have. Um, because everybody's got something to bring. Everybody's a cog in the wheel um, and we all have a part to play and, and we really, you know, we really do communicate that with each other. Um, so yeah, there's, 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 yeah, there's the important jobs from, you know, from the surgeons, consultants and, and you know, anaesthetists and, you know, everybody in between, we've all got something that, that we bring um, that helps that patient through their, through their journey. Um, and helps them to put their life back together after, after a catastrophic injury, after a life-changing event for them. Um, and I think that's really important. So yeah, yeah, there's, there's, it's just a fantastic team to work in. It really is. Have you got a particular success story that sort of sticks with you? 
be difficult to say specifically. There's a couple of cases specifically that I'm thinking about, about people who really who weren't expected to survive their injuries. Um, and there's a few actually over the years that have stuck out for me. Um, there was a case of a cars driven into a lorry and really whenever you compare the size, the weight and the speed of both vehicles, it was a miracle that anyone survived. Um, but they have done and we have seen them come back into clinic again, So, which has been lovely actually to see the full full circle picture. Somebody that we didn't think would walk again has been up and you know we've met them at the front doors and up. the odd time we get some of our patients who visit us back again on the ward just to say hi, remember me, look at how well I'm doing now. That must be just, uh, I mean, it's making sort of the hairs on my arms stand up <laughs> thinking about it. It's what, it's what we all do it for. That's, that's the thing, you know. And it's, it's hard at the time to go through it and go through the trauma of it with the patients and the effect it has on them and their families. But to witness the change and to see the rehabilitation progress and then to see them afterwards is what makes it all worthwhile. The amazing team at Leeds Major Trauma Centre has treated a massive 16,000 seriously injured patients since they opened their doors, with an overall survival rate of 92.5%. Being given the chance to look behind the curtain and meet the team was a real privilege. And it's no surprise that if you're unfortunate enough to get seriously injured in Yorkshire and need urgent care, there are no safer hands than the team here in Leeds. I'd like to thank Jackie and the team for showing me what life's like at the Leeds Major Trauma Centre. And I hope it's given you some insight into what goes on there. I'm Liz Whitaker, and you've been listening to Vital Signs, the podcast from Leeds Teaching Hospitals. Click follow to make sure you don't miss our next episode.